1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.
2: doesn't cost you a thing so pay us a visit indypolitics.org it's where smart hoosiers get their news the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz today's program is made possible by the kevin kersey agency and now here's your host rob kendall
0: Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Hope you're having a great Monday back with us, as he is most every Monday, the one and only, he's a political historian, data guru, jack-of-all-trades, the great Scott Strong. Scott, how's it going? It's going good. How about you, Rob? I'm I'm doing great, and uh, we're going to get into not one, not two, but three topics today. Wow. But we start with the big rumor around Indiana politics, which is... The Republican race for United States Senate could go from two to three. Yes, three big candidates. Now, for those of you not aware, uh, we assume if you're listening to this show that you stay up to date at least somewhat on the world around you and Indiana government and politics. But for those of you who aren't aware, our current senator is Joe Donnelly. He was very famous for winning the race in 2012 when Richard Murdoch mm-hmm. went drinking the night before the debate. Yes and uh, made some very uh, ill-advised comments related to rape and sexual assault, and lost a slam-dunk sentencing for the Republicans.
3: And just barely lost it, still. It was still close. just barely yes, lost
0: yes, it. Yes, it was very close. Um, and so at the end of the day, Don Lee is considered to be one of the most endangered senators up for reelection next year. So the Republicans in Indiana and across the country have the long knives out for, mm-hmm. for Don Lee. And it's widely believed this will be a $50 million uh, yes. contested race. It will be Evan Bayh against Todd Young on steroids last year, if you remember that. And there are two high profile Republicans who have. Without officially saying, because there's different things they can and can't do until they officially say, so they're going to get in. That is Todd Rakita former secretary of state who represents us here in the fourth congressional district yep. and Luke Messer, who is uh, represents Hoosiers in the sixth congressional district, Eastern part of the state, the state, uh, the, the seat formerly held by now vice president Mike Pence.
3: Yeah. So East versus West in congressional districts. Right. But neither one of these guys
0: have been overly impressive. They're not wowing anyone uh, in terms of this is sort of like the off season of if you as it relates to pro sports, everybody picking their team And nobody's really wowed anybody. Now, there's a rumor that another big name may be opportunistically hopping in. Yes, and that is the attorney,
3: Curtis Hill. Attorney General. Attorney General, yes.
0: So, Curtis Hill was elected last year uh, as the attorney general, replacing Greg Zeller, and uh, was the
3: leading vote-getter in the state of Indiana. Yes, he was. beat the Trumpster. Yes, he was. So, that is huge. So, Think about this. He has been the attorney general for the state of Indiana just since January, and you've got literally almost two candidates that are congressmen that have very similar voting records that are almost in parity. And so he's been in six months, and he is becoming a name that is right now could be more recognizable than the two congressmen.
0: So the big rumor with Hill is because Hill's been very visible lately, yes. and this is not usual for somebody who's just been elected to a big office. Usually, they after they are elected, they take some time to get accustomed to the office, don't make any missteps, don't mm-hmm. go to any events where you're going to say anything crazy to draw headlines. But Hill has been very active. He's been out on the speaker's circuit, and he has penned. A very controversial editorial in the Indianapolis Star recently drew him a lot of attention about not legalizing marijuana. And everybody that on both sides, whether you're for it or against it, has said, why would someone who has just been put in this office, who won't
3: have a say in whether marijuana mm-hmm. is
0: legalized or not, why would he pin this? It's led to widespread rumors he's going to run for U.S. Senate.
3: Yes, and then he came out very strongly um, endorsing what President Trump did in the Paris Accords. I don't know if you caught this in the last week, saying that he very much supported the position that President Trump has taken.
0: Now, we like Hill. Hill's (laughs) been on the show several times. Very nice guy. Um, But Hill also has caused, um, he's been a rebel rouser. He has bucked the governor on a very key issue for the governor, which is this needle exchange program. Mm -hmm. Hill, a former prosecutor in Elkhart County. So he's attracting the attention of some of the outside the mainstream Uh, The more conservative based Republicans who would be against marijuana use and who would probably be prone to say, I don't think we should be handing out needles to drug users. So uh, he's appears to at least be
3: trying to shore up a Republican base that would vote in the primary. Yes. So he seems to be making all of the right moves. The the big question will be, is the next big date coming up is July 1st. That's a financial reporting deadline that will be coming. And it will be interesting to see what he because if he's going to run, he's going to have to start putting together. He's Um, Some finances and to see what he turns in in his finances to be able to be eligible as well.
0: Right, because the two guys he would be running against, uh, Rakita and Messer, they are fundraising what we call in the business fundraising juggernauts. Yes. They raise a lot of money. They both have about a million and a half dollars a piece to spend already. That's a ton of money. And so Hill would need to raise money very quickly in order to be out on television, pay people to go knock on doors, right. go to all these events. Um, but the one advantage he does have, well, he has two advantages. We'll talk about the other one here in just a second. But the one advantage he does have is he was just in front of everyone. That's right. And everybody is used to seeing his name.
3: That's right. So he he came through a very tough, contested um what you might call a primary, even though they run in a delegate fashion. Um, You voted at that election. I I voted at that election. He knocked off some very big names of people who were running for attorney general in the Republican primary, although they're selected at a delegate caucus um, at the state convention to be nominated. And he knocked off some very big names, including a former attorney general in the state of Indiana.
0: Yes, Steve Carter Mm -hmm. and... Now, what's interesting about Hill, you say, well, Hill was the leading vote-getter. He was just in front of everyone. Boy, he would have a huge advantage. Ah, uh, uh uh Not so fast because just last year, the current attorney general, who I believe twice was the leading vote-getter in the state of Indiana, Greg Zeller, ran for Congress down right. in the 9th uh, Congressional District where our friend Hollingsworth, yep. Trey Hollingsworth, friend of the show, is from, mm-hmm. And he did very poorly. Yes. I think he got third in a multi-person race. So just because you've been the leading vote-getter, and when Zeller elected not to run for Attorney General again to run for Congress, it was believed it would be a slam dunk for him to win because he was popular. He'd been in front of so many people. But apparently running for Attorney General, being the law and order guy, doesn't translate to votes when you run for Congress.
3: No it doesn't so but does it is it the opposite when an attorney general runs for the U.S. Senate we don't know we don't have any past um, analysis because not very many people have done that especially not in recent history because we've had pretty standard um, politicians hold on to offices uh, like Richard Lugar that was there for some 30 plus years so we don't have a lot of data to be able to accomplish you can computate that in the Indiana. So the reality is we do know that Curtis Hill has excellent name recognition. He just ran a statewide candidate. Um, He won and he had very impressive returns. So the
0: other advantage Hill has, and this was on display last year in the Republican Senate primary between Marlon Sutzman and Todd Young, both Rikita and Messer are, will have to surrender their House seats, regardless of who wins, because you can't run for two offices at the same time in Indiana, and therefore both of them cannot run for U.S. House next year and U.S. Senate. So they're going to be conceding safe seats. They would easily get reelected. If they had a primary challenge, it wouldn't be much of one. And these are very cushy jobs that pay about 180 dollars a year plus nice bennies. So both of these guys will be giving up a lot to run for... United States Senate. Curtis Hill, on the other hand, because he's currently in office, he's not up for reelection
3: next year. He
0: has nothing to lose.
3: No, he doesn't. And even if he doesn't make it, um, he's got two years to recover before he has to run again. Yeah.
0: So kill, on the other hand, can go for this. No harm, no foul. You lose. Hey, I'm still the attorney
3: general making a very nice uh, salary, being a very important guy. And you keep your name out there in front of the voters. So you're unless you do something that's a, a really big foo paw, you know, you've kept your high name recognition. And if you run even a, a very principled, strong campaign, you may just strengthen your name for either your attorney general post, again, when you want to run in the future, or some
0: Now, help me out with this, Strong, because you uh, look at these guys. Mm -hmm. You're a very—I don't think anybody would would say you're not a very fair person. You're objective. Yes, try to be. I've never understood the fascination with guys being obsessed with public office. As everybody knows, I ran for public office. I won very easily. People wanted me to run for another office. I could have run and won very easy, but I said, I'm done. I want to go back to earning an honest living in the private sector, entertaining people on the radio— uh, but these guys like Rikita Messer, Messer was in that Indiana House, then the U.S. House, Rikita's Secretary of State to U.S. House, Hill to uh, local prosecutor to attorney general, now maybe U.S. Senate,
3: What is the deal with these guys being obsessed with being in public office? Well, there is sometimes an accession. Um, Some people might call it a calling that they just feel like they're called to this. They really are very passionate about some issues. Can they not work a real job? What's going on? (laughs) Yes. And that's, that could be the case, but you you have to say for all three of these guys, all three of these are attorneys. um, And all three of them have had, you know, law practices or have practiced law. So it's not that any of them are probably going to be poor and destitute if they're not out here so both of them all three of them are probably giving up higher paying waged incomes by being in political office but there is something about the allure of public office and passing bills and winning elections what is the allure of it though i've
0: done it i'll tell you what after a year into it i said ah because i when i ran i said i'm Mm -hmm. gonna do this for one term we'll do it to the best of our ability we'll never cast a vote based on public pressure a year in, I said, "Am I done yet?" And yes. I had to work for three more years in this job, and I did it very, very gleefully because I love public service. But, but I can't imagine my whole life wanting to be that I have to be in elected
3: office to make myself feel some semblance of worth. Well, I think there's a little bit of a difference between the local level when you go to Walmart to say, "Hey, Kindle," yeah, <laughs> you know, you're walking down the hallway and. Congressman, when you're walking the halls of Washington D.C., it's a very ceremonious position, very high intellectual parties, a lot of people inviting you. Everybody wants to. Is that an alluring thing? Uh, Well, it seems to be for those who want to hold the office. Because I'm not called to do
0: anything other than hang out with you, strong. (laughs) Uh, So I don't. Okay, so is Hill getting in? That's the big question.
3: I think that uh, you know I. I think there will probably be as I suspect that there's probably some polling that's taking place behind the scenes that we're not aware of right now and if that polling is positive I say that he probably is going to get in he's testing the waters he's probably looking for some big donors I would say and the nice thing is he's got plenty of time he doesn't have to make a decision the other two have got to make the decision quickly they're probably going to get in announce this summer he could wait to the fall and still get in and could very possibly still hold off and make it to see how much these other two tear each other up and come in as the third candidate to come out as the golden child
0: all right we're gonna take a break when we come back there was a big event in indianapolis yesterday the indie pride festival we'll talk about what that was and what it actually means it's coming up next you're listening to central indiana today Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415-231-3871. That's 415-231-3871.
4: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea.
5: Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Scott Strong. Okay, Strong, there was a big event in Indianapolis last week, culminating on Saturday at Military Park. It was the Indy Pride Festival. What is this?
3: Yeah, so this is a a festival that's um, held in Indianapolis, and I guess it it had a record attendance of close, I think, 75,000, almost 100,000 people. That's for the whole
0: whole thing.
3: It's a regional event. People come from four and five, six states away. They travel here, and it's to celebrate diversity and inclusiveness within.
0: um, Help me understand what celebrating diversity means because, uh, look, I'm a very open person. I believe people should love who they want to love, should live with who they want to live with. If you want to be a man, be a man. If you want to be a woman, be a woman. But I don't understand why you get a parade out of the whole thing. Where am I going wrong?
3: Um, So what this is is... um it's an area of people celebrating their uniqueness and being able to publicize that. So I think it's one of those things that's kind of gotten a little bit of an extra vibe because of some of the Rifra things that have happened in Indianapolis. So that's been a little bit of a magnet that has pulled people here. So there's not that uh, much of a big community here in Indianapolis, although, you know, they're well representative. But this is about a statement of many people coming from many states away to come here to support this event that goes on and this was the big event in indianapolis for oh, the month
0: okay so i'm a 33 year old heterosexual mm-hmm. man yep. i don't expect anyone to celebrate that i don't think it makes me special i wouldn't want to parade for it why do we have to have a parade for the other side look in indiana you have all the rights now you can marry yep. you can live with you can leave you can whatever you, what are what are what are we protesting here at this point? What are we what are we what are we still after on that side of the aisle?
3: Well, and and this is is the problem that a lot of these groups are starting to have. We have come to a point in our society where many things are becoming acceptable. And so what's happening is it's one thing to celebrate the uniqueness and to celebrate it. And so I think what a lot of people are misunderstanding is um, some people are trying to have a civil rights march out of something. And I think that we've passed that. That point. Sure. People are, we're not having these celebrations today because people are being discriminated against. I, they're just celebrating their uniqueness. And, and for that, I'm okay with it. But if they're out here because they have to be special or they want special rights, uh, that's where some of the issues are starting to develop. And this is why some other marches actually took place this across the country this last weekend as if, well. If you're going
0: to rub something in my face, I'm bound to not like you. Like I don't, yes. like I don't, I don't, and I would say this about I don't care like I don't care one way or another like I don't dislike you I don't like you because of who you sleep with right look I'm not out there talking about my private life I'm not asking you to wave flags in the air for me or take over military park for my sexual orientation or choices and I believe in part and this is my issue with a lot of the liberalistic mentality is Once we stop being victims, then there's nothing to protest. There's nothing to fight for. And once we accept that we have all the rights, which they do, look, no one's going down the street. This is not the 1960s. You can marry in Indiana. You can do whatever you want. The war is over, but yet you're still telling me that I should feel bad for you for what I don't know.
3: Yeah, and so what happened is this little becomes a little bit of victim mentality is a lot of people have been raised in a generation of you're only something if you're special or you're a victim of something. And I think the nice thing is, is there's been enough of education, there's been enough rights and enough things that have been brought to the forefront. We're getting to the place and I was starting to notice this on some of the television programs of some of the movies that are coming out. It's one thing to do a documentary about somebody. To, you know, that had a, an issue 50 years ago. But today, the problem that people are having is people still want to be that hero. They want to be that segregated person that's coming out, fighting all odds. But it's kind of hard to have be that person when everybody's cheering you for your success. So the other issue I get with this, because I think this
0: fosters this culture of political correctness that is really disturbing... Is you hear that the mayor of Indianapolis, Hogsett's in the parade. Yes. Terry Curry, the prosecutor's in the parade. Holcomb sends a letter to these folks. I don't like this because if I'm having a straight pride parade or a a traditional marriage parade, Hogsett's not within seven miles of me, and I'm certainly not getting a letter from Holcomb. I don't like this because now you're going so far above and beyond to not be seen as anti or bigot or homophobic or whatever that now you're just going over the top to welcome people who, again, I don't care. I don't care one way or another.
3: Yeah, and I think this is is the issue that we're getting to is – that we have to come to a place in culture where people are people and you have to respect for people for being people. And, you know, what's the difference between somebody's orientation as opposed to whether they're a nerd or whether, you know, whatever they're doing that's a, a special hobby or something else. You know, people are people and if we can respect people for being people, then it loses the luster. But also there are millions of dollars that are at stake in Some of these things, special so, interest, special interest. You know, there's a lot of money that's po- raised, and the and the worst part is the politicians are using these people. Oh yes, and I think they're okay with
0: it, and that's maybe even worse than the worst. It's the worster.
3: Yes, and that's that's the, you know we had several demonstrations about Sharia law and things across the country, and and that's an area where I you know that I think that. It was okay to have at that, and we've had some issues at Evergreen University and things that were coming out um, recently. So, you know, what we really have to think here is people, it's like, you know, somebody wants to make a statement, they want to use that for fundraising, they want to use that for special issue, you know, somebody wants to play a special card, you know, I hate to say a trump card, but they (laughs) want to play a trump card to give them an advantage. And I think that's the point where the society needs to go, is to stop. allowing people to use some special victimization that they are deeming as victimization because here's the thing if you think you got ahead because of something that happened to you you know, in the, in the in the old America, that was you overcame all these circumstances to get ahead. Now, all of a sudden, you get ahead because of a quota, because you were meet this special requirement, you were in this special group, and it was our time to come up. What happened with you were the best. Yeah. All right,
0: we're going to take another. And by the way, I would be the same way if it were uh, men trying to have parades to talk about how many women they've slept with or whatever. I don't care. I just I don't care. And the more you make me. St- the more you throw things in my face, the more I just want to dislike the whole thing, regardless of, of what it is. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, strong mention at the big Sharia law protest here in Indianapolis this past week, all over the country. What were those all about? We'll wrap up the show talking about that next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring?
6: Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders.
0: You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Scott Strong. Thanks for joining us. All right, Strong, we're going to wrap up the program here today. There was another big event downtown this past weekend. It was a protest of
3: Sharia law. Mm -hmm. What was that? Yeah, so this is a little bit different because, you know— now, there's a lot of different things that are out there, but the Sharia law is an interesting one because Sharia law has something that has gotten a lot of attention, but not a lot of people understand what it is. So a lot of people's like, oh, this is just a religion thing here. You know, you need to be inclusive of this as with everything else. But with everything else, you need to kind of dig into it. And so there were, I think, 15, 20 different cities across the country where protesters came out. And so there's some things about Sharia law that do not match up with the Constitution and the principles of the United States of America. Let's take a few of those and just put those out there. And these are just basic facts. So if you're mad, that's fine. But let's just talk about the facts. Number one, a woman does not have the right to drive a car. Number two, a woman does not have the full representation in a court of law. In a court of law, a man has double the validity than a woman. She only has half of the rights in a court of law. She can't drive. She can't vote. She can't. She has to walk ten steps. She can't be in public by herself. So all the feminism laws are out the uh, are out the door.
0: Okay, let me ask you this because I've, I have talked about this WIBC the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think I've ever been to a protest as a protestor. Yeah, I've been to cover them but I can't recall and if I have I, somebody might know but I don't ever recall being at being at them other than as an observer um, what are they protesting? Is somebody proposing that Sharia law become a part of the United States? Because I would assume to be called to action, you'd have to have some concern
3: about something. Yeah, so there are people who come here, and they've seen this in France in neighborhoods where they want Sharia law to be implemented. And so they're starting to elect people into councils and things. We've seen this in Michigan and other city councils where they want to start Embracing Sharia law over the Constitution of the United States. And so these protesters are basically saying, Whoa, wait a minute. This is not the Constitution of the United States. It's one thing for you to have Sharia law. So a lot of people have said, Well, Sharia law, we're a very peaceful thing. Well, Sharia law basically says, If you don't adopt our religion, I have the right to kill you. And guess what? I can also lie to you, <laughs> so I can tell you anything I want to tell you to achieve my ends. And so now, I'm not to the point that say that everybody that is a Muslim is in Sharia law and is fully there and there are people that are peaceful, but you have to understand just in the Muslims, just as in our political system, we have people to the left, we have people to the hard right, hard left, You know, so we have people along that you know continuum, we have people people in the Islamic structure that are also along those continuum and so these people that we're protesting are saying hey let's fully understand what Sharia law is and these things that are not viable and these things that do not link up to our constitution and our beliefs in the United States are not things that we are going to embrace all right good job strong thank you Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast
0: anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search Central Indiana today. Go uh, right to your smartphone or tablet. Download the show. Listen anytime you want. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening.
2: You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, an archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob
3: Kendall.
0: This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5.00. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317 317- Two eight six three four eight one. the kevin kersey agency can also be found on facebook at the kevin kersey agency or at our website www.farmersagent.com forward slash k and you're always welcome to stop in at 480 east northfield drive suite 300 in brownsburg the kevin kersey agency is a proud member of the farmers insurance group
0: participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the hoosier state and your home AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415 415- 415 Two three one three eight seven one. That's 415
2: Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of indiepolitics.org It's the place where smart Hoosiers
4: This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs!
5: This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring?
6: Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders.
0: How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted?
6: We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after school tutoring
0: services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth?
6: We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website,
0: impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.